we are dealing with part two when it comes down to um, the ultimate name. Let's bow in prayer. Father God, how we uh, thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you for your great love. We thank you, Lord, that you are able to do exceeding abundantly more than what we can even ask or think. So we come, uh, Lord, to your words as students to learn from your word. The world has the wrong concept of what a Merry Christmas is or a Happy Holiday. But help us, Lord, to stay focused. So when we know the basics, we build on the basics and greatly appreciate every opportunity to praise your name. So, leading God, I thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints say, amen. Well, as we uh, go to our first slide here. Isaiah 9, 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of the peace, there will, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. I like that verse when, it's, when it says about the, uh, the, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Um, when it says, lift up your head, O your gates, and he will lift it up your everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. It says, well, who is this king of glory? It says, the Lord, my glory, Lord, high uh, glory of hope. He says, he is the, um, I'm sorry, um, he is the uh, king of glory. He's the Lord of hope. And so we talk about here, the Lord of hosts, and he, and he will do this thing that we talk about in Isaiah. So we move on. We move on to the uh, next slide. And our introduction is very important to establish a great love and reverence for the name of God. We must make it our priority to become more committed and intimate with the one who has loved us before the foundation of the world. I'm not writing this so that it'll be just a script. It is important that we get to know and love and appreciate God. The closer we get to him, understand something, the greater the storm will be. So we need to keep this in mind. The more we know him, I don't care how big the storms are, the greater our peace because his grace is sufficient. See, And God's grace is, is, is uh, stuck with us and it will be with us not only through this life, but through all eternity. It's called by grace we are saved. And so uh, in our introduction, as we go through this, we need to have nailed down about this name, the name of God. Let's, let's go on. 
in our review, in our process of reviewing, let us not forget God's sovereign plan for our redemption. His provision, Isaiah 9, 6, 7. His name reveals his character, power, and kind intentions. Isaiah gave a list, and I, all I did is list it out. It's right there in Scripture. It says, he's a wonderful counselor. We were the last time that... Uh, you don't want to, we want to, at the point you don't want to hear your friends advice. Matter of fact, you say, Lord, I, I need a word for the day. And it could be a radio program. It could be, and you know what? The Lord gives a wonderful counselor. He's a wonderful counselor. Uh, um, I don't want to do a whole message on that, but the whole idea is this that I, I remember um, uh, in my dating Karen. And the whole idea of uh, getting married and everything else, and had, I had to get on the bus. I got on that uh, last bus, and, um, and and when I got to the uh, Morgan Park, uh, there's a stop that I was supposed to get off of before I got to uh, closer to high school. And so what happened was this: the Lord laid on my heart, get off this at this at this stop. I didn't want to hear that. I didn't want to hear that. You know, I said no. It's a, and so it took me to the a block ahead, you know, to the next block. I said, no. I walked back to the spot where I said I was supposed to get off and was walking home. And as I was walking home, all of these teens were getting out of somewhere. And they looked at me and said, hey. <laughs> and, you know, I don't, I don't stop the con for conversation late at night saying, how are you doing? Home, homing. I depended on the speed. They used to call me Speedo. I, I mean, I, I, I started kicking it. I mean, I was running, and I had to run across the Morgan Park. There's a park there. I had to run across that park. I was, it was, it was uh, the grass was wet, and it was hot on me. It was get him, get him, get him, and uh, and I was just running. I mean, and then finally, one guy, he finally got a hold of my coat, and he jerked it just a little bit. It knocked me sideways, and I fell to the ground. And through the whole core course, this was going on in my mind. I told you to go to the other block, didn't I? <laughs> and then here's, here's the next voice that said, now play dead. You know what? I, I laid there. There was a young lady, she kicked me in the head. And the person said, you killed him, man. You killed him. You know, well, get his wallet. I said, no, you killed him, man. I said, come on, come on, man. You, you okay? And they stepped me on my my. My arm stood me up a little bit and I walked in. Yeah, you okay? As soon as I knew I had a little bit more distance. <laughs> you know what I got out of that, though? I've been for years. I still had a scar over my hair where the young lady kicked me. I said, you know, you wouldn't have had that, car, that scar because you had a wonderful counselor telling you what to do and you still trying to handle it. Are you still trying to handle this? Let it go. God knows, knows exactly how much you're going through. He knows how much you can bear. And what he wants you to do is cast all your cares upon him. Well, um, mighty God, he will protect us. Each one of these are preachable. Uh, everlasting Father, he has established a more intimate relationship with us. We're more than just his creator, uh, uh, the creation and made in his likeness. So now he's our father. We're putting him in the position of providing for us everything we're supposed to need. God is not an absentee, uh, absentee father. 
Prince of Peace. He ensures stability and protects us from all hostility. All of the above was predetermined before the foundation of the world was laid. Can you get that? All of this was in the package before it says, let us make man. And this is literally mind-boggling. Where we go on? Clarifying the importance of names. They give clarity. We're still in, in uh, review. Names give clarity. They give purpose. And they identify their function. If you take up, a, take a little jar and you say, boy, I'm thirsty. And it looks clear. Be careful. It, it has a cap on it for a reason. You better find out what it is. Okay. But no, you, you. You know what you know, and so you take that cap off and you drink the whole bottle, and you find out later on it's castor oil. Well, now what happens is um, you're going to ex go to the twilight zone of experience stuff that you should have gotten the name off the bottle. So guess what? I look at names. I pay attention to names. I even look up names. Um, and so when we say that uh, the Lord gives us a name, you see. And guess what? We have a name written down in glory that is ours on our, is ours alone. And guess what? God has a name for us. So he told one of the churches, he said, uh, to the church, I think it was uh, Smyrna, says to the church, he said, I tell you what, he says, I'm going to give you a white stone and I'm going to write, you know, I'm going to write your name on it and only you and me will know what it means. Wow. Now, you're talking about someone loving us? What other gods out there that have that personal relationship? And this is this is the God. And this is the one who, who came in flesh to down across the Calvary for us when he didn't have to. Uh, Donna Person and I were talking about the magnitude of God and, and the telescopes that's this given the idea just an idea of how vast the universe is and the scientists now have to rewrite the books because they're finding they're wrong. That God is bigger than what they wrote about. And this same God, he's managing all of this. See, and the space is, and we were talking, space is not expanding. Space do not expand. We expand in space. And so the whole idea is that God controls all of this and he has our whole future, our whole future written out. And then he says, while you're going through all of that, I will be not only with you, I will be in you. You have the Holy Spirit will be your, your guide. If you, if you mess up, Jesus Christ is praying for you. And guess what? I'm on the throne and I'm your daddy. Boy, what a blessing. We have, and sometimes we get so overwhelmed. By the circumstances of life, I should be God, you see, and know that I am God. Amen. And I think that's so important as we look at this um, this whole idea. Um, so clarity, purpose, and their identity, their function. Consider God's plan and pattern and purpose. Ecclesiastes 3.14. I perceive that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, 
nor anything taken from it. God has done it so the people fear before him. Whatever God has done is forever. So when a, when a person dies in their sins, listen, it is forever. It, it cannot be reversed. It will not be reversed. You have to understand why as we go further. That's why a person, I, 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 I have a greater sensitivity of a person dying in their sins. Coming to church does not satisfy God. He invested too much. Uh, he, number one, prepared too much. He's ready to do much more. And even, even more than that for our eternity. And so we must admit that we are sinners. Okay. So, in the review. All right. Well, I'll walk through the message a little bit very fast and then maybe. Uh, thinking it through. If we're going to have a meaningful Christmas, we, we need to um, uh, keep in mind three things. His great gift. We talked about that. His great the uh, great salvation, we talked about that, and we're now his great love and testimony. Today, our observation is to review, remember, and respond to God, our, our salvation, his great love and testimony. And we were talking about that in Sunday school, about uh, God's testimony uh, in First John, fifth uh, chapter. Um, so let's, let's go on then and see what it has to say here. And this is coming up. Uh, out of Ephesians. His great love and testimony, verses 3 through 13. We'll be dealing with words. And that's why you see me say, uh, uh, we'll be dealing with the who, the what, the how, the why, as we go through these verses. But uh, we will examine these verses for the purpose of getting the full picture. We will be using five leading questions. Although it's more than that, but uh, these are the five leading questions. The first one is, who? What is it? That that I did that, so make sure you're still awake. Okay, uh, who? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's who. That's the foundation. That's the truth. Bless, we bless God's name for who he is. Consider the source and quality of our blessings. It is from our sovereign God, our creator and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Understanding the credibility of our source will greatly affect our level of reception and value of the gift. When I know who gave it and why they gave it, then you begin to understand and greatly appreciate the heart that's going through it through this. And so here it says, blessed be God. It didn't say just blessed be God. He said, blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is, that's really a, a clear picture of God in action. Okay. Um, question, what is the benefit of being blessed in this manner? It will guarantee that sin will never affect our relationship with the Lord. We might spend more time, a little bit more time on this than all the other points. I was uh, in the course of this week, and then finally, and I was talking to down a person. We asked the question: Where does sin come from? Where did sin come from? Did sin exist before it got into Satan? 
or did it start with Satan? Where does sin come from? Well, first, first thing we need to keep in mind is this in our theology class here. Number one, God does not create sin. And nothing can exist outside of God. Which means what? Whatever God creates, especially human beings, he gives us a choice to make a decision. And the angelic beings, they had a choice. And Satan, in his position of directing the choir and, I mean, and all of the, the, his beauty and everything else, his elegance, pride came in. And in the course of that pride, that pride went against God. And anything you do, think, and say that goes contrary to the will of God is sin. And so Satan is the possessor of sin. Now we need to understand. Now, why did God create the lake of fire? Number one. Not only will he forever put Satan out of the picture, but put sin out of the picture because it was formed in him. He said, sin was found in you. That what? You rebelled against me, and therefore I'm making a place. And guess what? It's already said. It is already said. And so it's so important to keep that in mind, uh, the effect of sin. Um, Therefore, there's nothing we can do apart from Christ. When Satan sinned, he knew that the only way that God would not forgive him is that man would sin. And so he went to the Garden of Eden. And there he tempted Eve and Adam, or really Eve. And why is this? That I'm going going too deep here. Didn't God know that Satan will sin? Okay, okay, okay. Just 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 think through it just a little bit. Didn't God know that Satan is uh, could sin? If not, he's not omniscient. Then why did God permit Satan to sin? And all of this to happen. He's still in control. But here's, here's a little help for us. Where sin abound, what? Grace, that's much more about. We would not know the gravity of sin and all of it, it what it does and, and what it, how it messed up uh, everywhere. In the heavens, you have one third of the heavens are angels making a decision to disobey God. And know what? Why didn't God just handle them right there? You know? When you're in control of everything, you know, you all have to do this way a little bit. You know? Just, come on. Come on. Anything else you guys want to do? Before I take over? By the way, I'm making a lake of fire for you. Not hell. The lake of fire. It's for you. It's Guess what? Whatever God made is forever. Nothing to be added to it. All taken away. 
And so when the angelic beings and Satan rebelled against God, and God says, you're playing right into my hand. While they're doing all of this, guess what? Here's what Ephesians gives us. Before the foundations of the world, God chose us in the beloved. Get this now. Jesus Christ was slain before the foundations of the world, which means what? He's in complete control. Incomplete, all the stuff that's going on right now, God, he's not jumping in and he's not biting his fingernails. He's in complete control and they're going according to his plan. What a wonderful name and what that we should worship him and thank him for his great love and extending himself to us, his creation. One thing the scientists have uh, begun to notice too is that there's no place on earth that has all the benefits of heaven. I don't care how microscopic it is in our universe. God shows us in the blood. And so um, it will personally identify our internal status before our father. It will enable us to live up to our level of distinction as being more than conquerors in Christ. If you think of yourself anything less than being more of a conqueror in Christ, then I, I can imagine that they purchased down market. I imagine that that grieves the Holy Spirit. You're more than this. Get get you a, a, a mirror, not because you're vain or anything else. It's just that you want to remind yourself, I'm better than this. Because of Christ, because of my being in Christ, I'm better than this. When people don't understand you, you seem like you're you're all alone and, and no one cares. That's not the first time it happened. Okay? You're not alone. It happens all through history. But each time you look at individuals that come out victorious, they come out saying, I'm better than this. I'm better than this in Christ. I'm better than this. Just add that into it. This, I mean, that, that makes, uh, makes a real difference. Amen? Um, uh, it will enable us to live out our level of distinction as long as being conquerors in Christ. Let's go on to the next slide then. His great love and testimony, Ephesians 1, 3 through 13, the reason follows. Um, why? Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. He predestined us for adoption to himself as sons and daughters through Christ Jesus according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glory and grace with which we, he has blessed us in the beloved. Amen? Let's go on. I think I listed out here. Notice the threefold reason why God our Father decided to save us. One, because he wanted to. <laughs> by his choice. What we should be holy, and get this now, by his choice, and his choice is, he had, had a little um, caveat there, and it says that we should be holy and blameless before him in love, not in just one day, for the rest of our lives to be holy and blameless before him. And guess what? 
He says that's what we were capable of doing. But if just in case you mess up, okay, and he knows that too. That's why he has a courtroom. And that's why Jesus Christ is praying for us. And that's why the Holy Spirit convicts us that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's his choice. You are God's choice. And it's not like uh, you're choosing for a baseball team or whatever the case may be, and uh, you're in the line. No, no, no. God chose you, and you were not the last one he, he chose because uh, uh, everybody else on the other team. No, he chose you, and he chose you to make him look good in your lifetime. Only you can make God look good in your lifetime the way he designed you and me to be. For his sovereign purpose, verse 5 talks about that, to the praise of his glory. He did because he wanted to, because that was his purpose. And see, you whenever the first thing is that's important to have a purpose before a plan. If you have a plan before a purpose, you're going to be very confused. Our theme for uh, this coming year is... Um, uh, uh, developing a purpose-driven church. Now, what is a purpose-driven church? We'll be breaking that out. But the whole idea is this, is that when we are individuals with a purpose, then where there's a purpose, there's a plan. And where there's a plan, there's a process. Where there's a process, then you see things come uh, to uh, fruition. And that's why it says God has a purpose, his sovereign purpose. And, um, and to the praise of his glorious grace. And all of this, they have sung, to God be the glory, great things he have got done. And praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And we too should have our ongoing testimony, all that he is doing. And then you just, you just wait till you get the glory. Uh, I don't think we'll have one silent person um, you know, I don't care what your background is. You know, I I was a uh, this well no, I was a Presbyterian. I was a Catholic. I was I, I said I don't care what you were. When Jesus Christ came into your life, and then He walked you through the valleys of the shadows of death, and He gets to get you on the other side, and you're walking in the glory, uh, you're gonna be shouting along with the angels, holy, holy, holy. And, and look, guess what? The Lord don't even put a time limit. You have an hour to say holy. No, you'll be so thrilled with all of the benefits and no more doctors, no more anger, no more gospel, uh, gossip. All of this stuff is going on because we will be with him forever. We think so much about what happened yesterday see, or what's happening today that we fail to be creative in our thinking as to what will happen tomorrow. And God has already laid out our future for us. Are we excited about that? We're so bogged down by today, what folks think about us, about what we're going through, and all of the burdens, and, and the folks disrespected me. Well, they disrespected Christ. As a matter of fact, they spit in his face. And so, I mean, so forget about the word about being uh, persecuted or disrespected you're on your way to glory this is not your home if this if this is your home sure let's pray you in real trouble this is not your home our home is laid up way beyond the blue and the angels beckon me for having that open door i can't feel at home in this world anymore 
Let's go on. As we look at the next slide, then, where? It says, in him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. We have in him, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. That cancel out all of the other um, uh, religions and everything else. I, I believe it's uh, Acts 4.12 where it says there's a no name given among men whereby we must be saved. There's only one name, one name, Jesus. Everybody said, well, it, all roads lead to, no, it doesn't. All roads are going there, but, but the Lord, Jesus Christ described all roads too. He said, broad is the way that leads to destruction. But when it comes down to the truth, narrow is the way. And so we, we find that um, it's through the, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. When you say, Lord, forgive me, when God forgives you, it's settled. He'll never bring up that before you again in your, in your life or in the life to come. It's settled. Why? It's settled through the blood of the Lamb. It says, it gives us now, which he lavished. I mean, he poured it on. You know, um, I, I know that some of you are, uh, uh, how can I put it, vegans um, uh, and uh, bless your heart, uh, you vegan people. But, so, but here, you know, hey, uh, for me, I, I think about some mashed potatoes and some the good old gravy. And you just don't drop, take a teaspoon and just do a little bit. You just lavish uh, over the, I'm getting hungry right now, and just lavish over the uh, mashed potatoes because you know that it's going to really make it taste good. You know what it says? It didn't say God, no, this God dropped a little bit on us. You know why? Because God always, he, whenever God does, he always does in abundance. In a, when God bless you, it's in abundance. You know what breaks his heart? When you don't realize the size and the magnitude of, of the abundance and the goodness of his heart as he, he extends toward you. So it says here, this word lavish uh, upon us. The ESV says that. I don't know what the other translation, I'm standing with this particular translation, lavish upon us. In all wisdom, notice what it is. In all, it doesn't say some wisdom. In all wisdom and insight. When you're saved, God do not save you, you to be a continual, um, how can I put it? I'm trying to use a better word. A person that lacks the uh, ability to contemplate, think on things carefully through the process. God did not save you to be a dummy. Great. He saved you to be wise and discerning and that whenever things are said and that's why i said we ask the question why do you say it what is your burden of proof how does it apply to me you should have a filtering system in your filtering system whatsoever thing that true honor just pure lovely a good report any uh any praise it says think on these things and the god of peace will be with you said, said paul and so i think it's important then when we talk about god lavishing his, this whole idea of wisdom and insight. All of this before the foundation, this now, all planned before the foundations of the world. 
making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ. That's why, see, when we say why Christ is the only one, it's because when we talk the mystery and everything else, of his purpose and everything else, it's all in Christ. You won't find it anywhere else. I don't care how well a person speaks and everything else, you can't find it apart from Christ. Verse 10, as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. Praise the Lord that God had, that's that's the where. We talk about the who, the what, the where. We go, we go on now to to, uh, to break this out. Of course, I would want to break the verses out here. So here we go. Here's the breakdown of the goodness of God in our lives. Repeat after me. I know it's up there. Repeat after me so I know you're awake. Ready? Redemption. Forgiveness of our trespasses. Filtered through his grace. Lavishing on us wisdom and insight. Revealing the mystery of his will. All embedded in Christ. Establish a definite time for all things coming together. See, that, that validates the fact that I'm Alpha. And Omega, before the foundations of the world, so I'm the Alpha, and then the last in the Greek is I'm the Omega, the beginning and the end, which is, which was, and which is to come. It says I'm it, and guess what? I'm gonna lavish on you wisdom and all these, but you have to be in Christ. That's why it's important to stress individuals. Stress individuals, you can't obtain this by good works. All of our works of righteousness, God says, is filthy rags. It can't deal with the sin that that's uh, that spilled the thing that happened in uh, in heaven that occurred in Satan. It can't deal with all of the things that have happened since that time. And you want to see how horrible sin is? The moment that Adam and Eve bit up that fruit, all of the wars and murders and hatred and uh, unspeakable things. In every area, how they burn children and, and mess up families, all of this from sin. And it's because somebody, Adam was given the responsibility to obey God and be faithful, and he didn't. But, but whereas one man sinned, then here comes Jesus, holy righteous. And then guess what? He Get us now. Get the word. He became sin for us. Now God is going to deal with sin, and he became sin for us, and everything that God was going to do uh, to us because of sin, Jesus absorbed that whole thing for us. Not only for what has happened in the past, what's happening right now, but what happened in our future, he has done all that and exalted for us. That's when we talk about a name of God. What a wonderful God we have, a capable God we have, a concerned, compassionate God we serve. And when we take that lightly, we break his heart. There's a, in Malachi, God really lays out to, uh, to the Jews. He laid out the fact that he says, 
why why are you you leaders bringing these sheep uh, blind sheep and everything else to me he said they do you know who i am he said take that to your governor and see if they're accepted he says i'm i'm god and he had to remind them listen to who listen to who have been, have brought you this far and you're treating me like i'm your concierge your bellhop your your slave And so we see here that it all comes together. And I praise the Lord. He says, he says he ties it all together with a beautiful ribbon. And it comes to us in our, our vision as we see the babe in the, in, in the feed trough wrapped in swaddling clothes. God said, and God simply saying, it's on. <laughs> it's on. What did you say, saints? What did you say is? <laughs> yes, it's on. This is what say. Watch this. From the cradle to the cross, it's on. From the cradle, I showed up. To the cross, I was hung up. Yeah. But now, outside of the cross, on the other side, I'm lifted up. Praise the Lord. I, I need to write that down myself. Okay, yeah, let, let's, let's go to the next one. The what? Ephesians 1, 11 and 12 says, In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestinated. And that word is used a, a few times in, in this chapter. According to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Why did he do it? Because I wanted to. Okay. That's, I wasn't put on any pressure. I wasn't. Um, uh, there's a... Uh, a poem that was put out, I can't remember where it was, I was part of that speech, where here's what the, the poet was saying. He said, and God sat down and put his hands in his head, his head in his hands. And the Lord said, I'm lonely. That's a lie. That's a lie concocted from hell or, or, or a, uh, uh, a misconception, theology, we all of lie. Since when was God lonely? God have myriads of angels. He named the type of angels, and and they're going on. They're saying, "Holy, holy, holy!" They're blessing His name. And Jesus Christ stepped away from that just a little bit, just to die for our sin before He He was going to go back. And you're talking about He's lonely, please, please, so that we who were the first to be uh, to hope in Christ might be to the praise of His glory. This is what Paul said. Said, "Look," he said. The Lord chose us to be the first. That's, he didn't say you. He said we. So we have attained past tense and inheritance. We were predestined. That's predetermined. We were the focus of his plans, not an accident. You all, you are right now, all that God wants you to be. You're in one package. All you have to do is unpack it. Unpack it. That's all you had to do. I, I was um, a moment too, so bear with me. I uh, I ordered a, a gift. Uh, uh, not like I give, yeah, I gifted to myself, and uh, so I ordered a gift for myself. I'm, I'm confessing. I'm I'm telling the truth. You know? And uh, and so the, the gift that I ordered for myself, I noticed uh, on Amazon about this uh, air pump uh, that you can carry around in your hand. You know. So I did the research. I mean, I did hours of research on the, the, the 
the validity of this AirPod. I said, well, let me let me get it. So I, guess what? I uh, I ordered it. It came in, and it turned on. It did this, this, and this, and this. Matter of fact, I got it in my, my bag. I keep it back one in my bag now. Uh, and I said, boy, I said, uh, that's good, but where's where's the holes that connect up to the tire? I said, I'm returning this thing. And uh, so I put it on return. They sent me another one. And then I found out that it was inside the unit. I said, oops. <laughs> it was sent to me a full package. I didn't know how to unpack it. When I learned how to unpack it, I tried it out. My my tire went really low. I said, okay, little guy, let's try something here. Put it on. Gotcha. Gotcha. All because I received the package and I was able to use it in a way that it was designed. You received God's salvation. The only reason that it might not be working right in your life Everything is there. You just haven't unpacked it. Amen. That, I, I think that's so important. Well, um, so then we will focus uh, of his uh, plans, not an accident. Let's go to the uh, close to the last one. Then we'll go to verse thirteen. The wind, the who, the what, the when, how. Here we go to the wind. In him also, when we heard the word of truth the gospel of our salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promise, Holy Spirit, breaking out the wind. Repeat that to me. When they heard the word of truth, when they believed in him, when they were sealed, past tense, and when they obtain the promise of the Holy Spirit. You grammarian, look grammarians, look at this now. It's past tense. When they believe, not if they believe and hold out and all this. It says when they believe, it happens right there. Okay. They were sealed, past tense. See? They obtained the promise see, of the Holy Spirit. When they heard the word, it's not it's not conditional on what we do now at this point. It follows our salvation. See, our salvation is clear. What we what we're working on now is the rewards of faithful people who have unpackaged what God has given us. That's so important. Well, with, with that said, observation. Even when they were dead in uh our, we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together in Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Past tense, past tense, then say will, past tense, past tense, past tense. So that in the coming age, future tense, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, not of yourselves, says King James. It is the gift of God, 
God, we have a God giving. He, I mean, he's a, he's a giver. That's why God wants us to give. You want to be like me? Be a giver. And not trying to get stuff all the time. Be a giver. Okay? Uh, not a result of works so that no one can boast. Let's go to the next slide. One last thing. I know he's like, boy, he got one. There, there it is. One last thing. Remember what was shared about a name. To have a very meaningful Christmas, it would be beneficial for us to remember that the one who has made it possible, the Alpha, Omega, beginning and the end, which is, which was, and which is to come, is Jesus. Three questions are asked either verbal or nonverbal. We did this later, but I just reinforce it. Why is a name so important? If I say, if I say, um, Mohammed, uh, Buddha, uh, these names fade, fade off the scene. But when you say Jesus, it makes a difference in a person's life. When you say Jesus, in a sinful world, people get upset. You can say anything else. As long as you, you could be a Christian Delphinianism and the Christian Delphinianism, as long as you do not use Jesus. As the source, it affects. It will affects. We should have what effects it should have on me, and what is my responsibility in receiving this information? I think that is so important. I think that's so important. So as we flip, and again, I want you to remember that. Uh, go to the last slide. There, it should be a last slide. Clarifying the importance of, of names. They give clarity. They give purpose. They identify their function. They enable others to properly evaluate and respond. They establish value and worth. Why do you think the Lord says, you better not say to an individual, you fool. God said, I'm hard. Don't you dare ever take a person out of their name. If they have a name, then call them by their rightful name. Not out of anger. Okay? Well, I talk your ears off. You've been very patient. Whoa, yeah, I'm way over. Um, so, uh, let's kind of uh, wrap things up here. Uh, we talk about the give purpose, they identify their function, they enable others to properly evaluate response. Again, they establish value and work. I'll slide in. Let's go to the next slide. And our next slide is prayer. Let's bow. Father God, we looked at a lot in Ephesians, whether we accepted believe it it's your word and it's truth and will not come back void it reinforces who you are you're blessed forever we thank you for that we bless your name the saints of God I pray that if there be one that may hear this um blog or tape, whatever the case may be, and 
or even here that do not know Christ as their Savior, help them to realize they're missing out not only of what's going to happen today and tomorrow, but eternity. And that, Lord, you put a lot into saving us and you didn't have to. We thank you. So thank you for your word that not only are we saved, you give us instruction in how to live a victorious life until you reward us when we get home. You've given us the Holy Spirit. Forgive us, Lord, for struggling through the week without you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said,